This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit. This is episode 20. I cannot believe how fast the time is going by. I really hope you guys enjoyed the special edition episode last week with Tony Arsenal from Reformed Brotherhood, a fellow member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. I thought he did such a wonderful job of just bringing us through church history and showing us as Reformed Christians that we can say that's our family history, that that belongs to us, that we can own the orthodoxy uh, and the decisions of the of the early council, and the importance of connecting ourselves, rooting ourselves in the historical church. Of course, that was at the end of the second series in my ongoing series of what it means to be a Reformed Christian. Back in episode 8, I said four things. Being a Reformed Christian is historical, it's creedal, it's confessional, and it's covenantal. We've talked about the historical nature of being a Reformed Christian, and we looked at the five solas of the Protestant Reformation and how we are rooted in that Protestant Reformation. And those solas that came out of the Protestant Reformation are so essential to the identity of being a Protestant Reformed Christian. And then, of course, we just finished up the series on being creedal or Catholic. We're universal Christians in the sense that we affirm the orthodoxy of the first five councils of the early church, Trinitarian orthodoxy and Christological orthodoxy, and the importance of rooting ourselves in the historic church. But now we're starting the next series, and that is on being confessional. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, what is he talking about confessions? All we need is the word of God. Didn't he say sola scriptura? And maybe you grew up in a church like me where things like this were often said, no book but the Bible, no creed but Christ. And there has often been a pushback against confessionalism and appealing to early church creeds because... They are viewed as things that supplant the authority of the scriptures. But being confessional is essential to the identity of being a Reformed Christian for this reason. It was the the societal pressures, the cultural environment that the Reformers were in that forced them to, with careful detail and precision, write down in confessions exactly what they believed that way they could show that they were part of the universal church the catholic church that they weren't heretics like some of the other groups during the time the anabaptists and so on and i want to just read something from the creedal imperative carl truman's book that i think will really set the set the show set the scene for this series that I'm calling Defending Confessionalism. And it's, he said this in his introduction. I do want to make the point here that Christians are not divided between those who have creeds and confessions and those who do not. Rather, they are divided between those who have public creeds and confessions that are written down and exist as public documents, subject to public scrutiny, evaluation, and critique, and those who have private creeds and confessions 
that are often improvised, unwritten, and thus not open to public scrutiny, not susceptible to evaluation, and crucially and ironically not, therefore, subject to testing by scripture to see whether they are true. This is what I want us to get across. I'm defending confessionalism because I believe everyone has a confession. It's either spoken or unspoken. It's either written or unwritten. And I'm going to defend that our confessions must be written so they can be examined and tested by Scripture. Well, until next week, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Five for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.